This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business. NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top Tribe, this is episode 413. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Michael Litt. He's raised $70 million. He and he has a $30,000 annual contract value. He's a SaaS business called Vidyard. Top Tribe, good morning, everyone. You're going to want to hold tight to your coffee this morning. Our guest is Matilda Collin, and she is the CEO and co-founder at Front. That's frontapp.com. Okay, Matilda, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. First things first, what is Front App, and how the heck do you make money? <laughs> so Front is an inbox for teams. Uh, so the basic idea is any company has shared email accounts like support at sales at etc. And we make it easy for them to manage those. How we make money? Um, every user pay per month. Um, and so we make two millions in revenues after two years. So, okay, great. So it's a SaaS company. Yeah. What, what year was it founded in? What year? Uh, what year did you... Fourteen. Okay, 2014. And what was your first year re- revenue? Um, I think 10K. 10K. I know. It's always a funny question because it's always really embarrassing, right? Yeah, it is. You got to start um, somewhere. I have no hope. Exactly. So tell me real quick before we get into where you've grown it to, why did you start this thing? How old were you? Um, I was 22. Um so it's, um, I was raised in, in France. I think you can hear my accent. And so one of the things that struck me when I was a kid is a lot of people around me didn't like their job. And I think it was, I was a happy kid at that time. And I was very depressed that um, if I was to become an adult, I would hate five days per week and 50 weeks per, per year. And so uh, one of the ideas I had to solve that issue is uh, if, I so, if I start my company, then I think I will be able to to create a great place to work. And so that's how I started to think about building my own company. I Very love, naive, but it's true. I love that. Okay, so you did 10K in 2014. What was 2015 revenue? Uh, one million. One million. Okay, very good. And uh, and what did you have? Uh, this is, since this is a SaaS company, let's get into some of those metrics. So, tell us actually, and tell us first. You said front app teams are using it to better manage their email, correct? Correct. Okay, great. And using things like sales at company dot com or support at company dot com email addresses like that, right? 
Right. Very cool. Okay. So as of last month, so let's say July of 2016, how many paying customers do you have? 1,210 companies. Okay, great. And what do they pay you on average monthly? Uh, On average, 200 and something. Okay, about 200. Uh, But it's yeah, but it's very wide. We have uh, so we have companies of two users, and then we have companies as big as Cisco using the product, um, and so teams of uh, hundreds of people. So, is it fair if I just do the math? One thousand two hundred and ten customers times an average monthly uh, kind of cost of two hundred means you're doing about two hundred forty-two thousand bucks in revenue per month. Correct. Okay, great. So fast growing business, uh, great success uh, story here. Uh, Tell us about funding history. Are you self-funded? Uh, so we we started in France, then we received some funding from Y Combinator because uh, we went to YC in summer 14. And then after YC, we raised our seed, 3 million. And then two months ago, we raised our Series A, 10 million. So. Congra- congratulations. That's very exciting. Thank you. So let me ask you, why did you decide, you know, everyone says raise capital, raise capital, TechCrunch says raise capital, but sometimes raising capital is like the death warrant. Why did you decide to raise capital? Um, so first of all, email is a, a very complicated protocol. And I think if you want to do a product where you can actually receive emails and send emails and millions of them, then you have to invest a lot of uh, resources in engineering. And so I think for us, since the beginning, we knew that it's, it was really hard to bootstrap that ID. Also, I had no money when I started the company. I had to make a loan to study in France. And so uh, I think I couldn't have started this company without funding Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was for the initial funding then the series a um, so we could have not raised our series a because we were close to profitability and And that was the 10 million dollar round you just closed yeah exactly and we had spent a third of what we had raised uh, during our seed so we had plenty of money left Um, so you still had about 2 million bucks in the bank yeah exactly Um, and I think the reason why we raised is uh, there are two reasons why is for the person we raised with so we raised with social capital and Mamoun from social who was a series A investor in Slack, in Box, in Intercom, like a lot of messaging or collaboration products uh, that have been super successful. And so I thought he could help. Um, and I liked him a lot. Uh, the second reason is we could have been profitable, but we could not have invested a lot of money in like super talented people or hiring 10 people at once because we needed it. Um, and I think on like, our mission is to reinvent email for companies and to be the default business uh, email client. It's very ambitious. And I think it would take 100 years without funding to achieve that. And hopefully just 10 years uh, with funding to achieve that. So what is your current team size? 20 people. Okay. And are they all in San Francisco? Yes, we moved everyone uh, from France to San Francisco. Okay. And what is the if you just add up just your monthly headcount expenses? What are those altogether? Um, probably uh, 200. Okay, about 200K. So, so even, uh, so you're doing 242K top line, uh, 200K just on headcount expenses. I imagine you're probably net negative in, term, in terms of uh, net income right now because you raised all this capital you're investing. What are you burning in terms of cash per month? Um, I'd have to check probably or range. something. Okay, so you have plenty of runway with 10 million or, you know, more than 10 million in the bank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how do you know when to this? Look, this is something I struggled with at my last company. Hey, when we, you know, we raised two and a half million bucks and I struggled with getting that 
getting that 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 PL, right, every month where net income was negative, but revenue was growing, it still just killed me to see red at the bottom. How do you get over that kind of psychological barrier? Um, so I think for us, something very important is I've seen a lot of company, uh, spending money because they have money. Um, and for us, what we really do is we just spend money when we have money. So the more revenues we have, the more we invest in hiring or a better office or things like that. And I think that has, that's something very unique to our company where like when we raised our series A, people were pretty, uh, impressed that we have so much money left, um, and, but I think it's like, I, I find it very rational uh, to spend money when you earn money and to spend more money when you earn more money. And so that's, that's uh, what I want to keep on doing. But, but ultimately you won't be able to do that, right? Cause you're going to be at board meetings where social capital is going to say, why aren't you investing any of our $10 million in growth? And if you are investing money that you raised versus that you got via revenue, you're going to be spending more than what you're making. I mean, the thing is, they can advise whatever they want, but at the end of the day, I'll, I'll make the decisions right. So you're not pl- you're planning to just let you're planning to just kind of let 13 million bucks sit in the bank, even though you I mean, why did you do that then? Because I'm sure you had to give up equity for it. Uh, I did, but I think it's uh, so having some money, as I said, one is I think Mamun um, could provide a lot of value and, and his team as well. And they've already proved that in the past two months. Yep. And two is uh, even if we'll keep a lot of, of money. Um, so, for example, last month we hired seven people. So we were just 14 and now 21. Um, and I think I couldn't have done that because if I had done that with just a few millions on the bank accounts, I would have had maybe six months of runway, yep. which I would feel very uncomfortable with. Only uh, in San Francisco, the, by the way, where you have front <laughs> is part of the history. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. But, uh, but, but you know, so when uh, when we decided to move the French team here in San Francisco, um, I think I took a, a like a big responsibility in, in people's lives. So a lot of families moved from France to San Francisco and started from like that. I think now it's my responsibility to always have a few re- years of runway. Otherwise, I would not sleep well. And I think that's how I think about it. What are, are you married? Single? Do you have kids? Not married, no kids. Okay, got it. I was I was wondering if you had other responsibilities that might keep you up at night. So business is your only baby right now. Uh, it is. I mean, I also love doing other things than working, uh, but it's it's my main responsibility. That's great. And are you the sole founder, uh, or did you uh, have co-founders? I have one co-founder who is the CTO of the company. Okay. And it, so this is a question and, and so that we always ask. People always struggle with when they're launching a company. How did you and your CTO partner dis- uh, d- determine who was going to get what equity when you launched? Uh, so pretty easy. Uh, we have the same amount of equity. Um, it's also, uh, I think, a piece of advice that we received from YC. And actually, we started the company and not long after that, we, we went to YC. Um, and so I would recommend that to every founder, even the one that uh, maybe will join uh, a few months after. Uh, if you look at the beginning of the company, it seems like it make a difference. Uh, maybe someone is investing a little bit more money, more time, is joining a bit early. But I think when you look at the whole life of the company, uh, so maybe eight years, then it won't matter. And so I think it will create a lot of frustration if founders are not equal. Interesting. 
Um, so you guys are, you just split it 50-50 when you launched. Exactly. Got it. And obviously there's been a little bit of dilution, but but imagine you both still have good chunks of the business. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Let's go back into some of the unit economic numbers. So you said you have 1,210 customers paying you on average $200 per month. Let's talk about what you're willing to spend to acquire a new customer. What's your CAC? Uh, so right now, to be uh, perfectly honest, we have no marketing team. So uh, growth has been organic. Uh, so it's I don't know if you've noticed, but I write personally a lot of content. And that's how we acquire our users. Uh, Where do you so publish I, that content? What's the URL so people can check it out? Um, we have our blog, blog.frontapp.com, and then um, Medium. I post a lot of things on Medium. So it's um, my... Uh, handle is Colin Mathilde. Great. Um, and on Twitter, um, same handle. Got it. So you're not, uh, no marketing team and you're not spending any money on ads or anything like that. So your CAC is zero. Yeah, we're, we're doing a few experiments, but um, I think we, are, we have a product that not a lot of people are looking for. And so, uh, so far, it's not turned out to be like a, a huge way to get leads. Uh, plus, no one is in charge. And so it's many experiments right now. So do you have a sense uh, what your customer's lifetime value is? Um, so, yes. Um, What's the range? So we know that our user churn is 3% uh, monthly. Is that revenue uh, churn or customer churn? Customer churn. And is that our, gross or net? Uh, it's, it's gross. Gross. So user churn, yeah. Customer, number of companies that, that leave uh, divided by total number of companies that use the product. Yep. Um, but then our uh, revenue churn has always been negative because we have a model where uh, we have to learn and expand. Yeah, exactly. In new teams. Uh, and so that's always higher than the down sales. And the yeah. Churn. So do most you have three plans, 12 bucks a month, 24 a month, and then a custom enterprise one is the model really get people addicted on the $12 per month, then get them to add additional team inboxes, then give them to use it more and keep upselling into analytics reports and others. No, so what we've seen is we, we have far more upsells in new teams from the same organization using the product than on people upgrading to a new plan. So as an example, MailChimp started to use the product when we launched two years ago uh, with their partnerships team that had a partnerships at address with lots of incoming inquiries. And today they have 10 different teams using the product and that's mainly how we make upsells. Is by expanding team inboxes from five to 30 or et cetera. Yeah, so it's uh, it's really to sell to a new team. It's uh, it's not not only switching to a to a higher plan because you need more inboxes, but it's just like the support team was using it. Let's try to get the sales team, and now let's try to get the HR team, and let's try to get the communication team. So, do you have salespeople that focus exclusively on that? Yes, we do. We have um, five people in the sales team. And how does that work? They just call in the customers that they see using it actively with X amount of team members, and then they try and upsell. Uh, yes. So for the moment, it's an inbound sales team. Um, they qualify the people that sign up. And then if they think that it could be a good deal, then they will call them and help them with setting up the account and telling them more about what Frank can do. And is everybody signing up on annual plans or is monthly an option? Uh, monthly is an option and we have 80% of our users on a monthly, pl on a okay. monthly plan. Okay, great. That's, that's, that's healthy. Um, very cool. So uh, you said gross churn is 3% in terms of customers. You have net negative churn because of all the upgrades you're getting. Um, with gro with uh, with a 3% uh, gross customer churn, is it fair to say that I can do one divided by 0 0.03 or that churn to predict a lifetime value in months of about 33 months? Yeah. Okay. So again, we're extrapolating here, which can be dangerous sometimes, but take the 33 months times the $200 monthly ARPU and the average customer is worth somewhere about 6600 bucks to you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Very exciting. Okay, uh, Matilda, last question, uh, which is has to do with your goals, because you're, you're still young, right? What are you, like 24, 25? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, why did you laugh when I said that? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm young. <laughs> That's good. Young's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so on the when you raise a series A valuation, when you raise a series A uh, money at ten million dollars, what valuation were you able to negotiate? Uh, we didn't disclose that. Okay, so not public. Um, not public. What 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 is your ultimate goal with the business? So you said you want to re redefine email. Uh, who's like the ideal person would come knocking at your door and say we want to buy you? Uh, so, you know, if you go back to what I said earlier, why I started this company and making more people happy at work, I think it's true. And so I think right now my main goal is to make as many people as possible happy at work. Oh, and come on, Mathilde. Uh, it's, it's You true, are true. so you dancing. Come... You are dancing so hardcore right now. Come on. You no, have no, it. No, no, it's true. I know you want to make people happy. Everybody, uh, of course, you want to make people happy. But ultimately, I mean, there is a you've raised a significant amount of capital from investors that do have expectations on that capital. I mean, w w there's must be a company you respect in the communications space where if they came to you and they shared your vision of making people happy that you'd say yes to. Uh, so first, to make money for the investors, I think going public is a better bet. So okay. we'll try to do that. Okay. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of companies from Microsoft, Salesforce, etc. have acquired email companies. I think it makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, but also 100% of those companies who have been acquired shut down. Um, and I think it's it will be very hard to keep our product. We try to make front as a platform, integrate with third-party tools, integrate with every channel that you use to communicate with your customers and I think we could not do that if we if we were acquired mm -hmm. and so it, it's really true that if we want to achieve our mission which is reinventing emails for team I think an acquisition is not the best way it's probably the best way to be rich in the short term but I think it's not the best way to have as many active users as we'd like to have yep yep makes a lot of good sense last question i've got for you before we get into our famous five when customers do churn what's the number one reason they're churning um, besides credit card uh, failure like because the date expired <laughs> no i would say that um we've we've iterated a lot on the product so both on the features on the design uh i think it's very hard to get it right because email is very sensitive and people don't like changing their email habits and so number one would be people that dislikes um how fast we've changed uh core features mm -hmm. got it makes good sense so it's older legacy customers that don't like the change yeah, even, you know, like, I think I understand that people don't like to change on something that's that critical, but because we were so early in our product, I think it's important for us to test a lot of different things, and and it's not super pleasant in the short term when we have people that live, but we think it's a good investment in the long term. And what are what are you growing at in terms of MRR growth month over month right now? You did 242 grand last month. What do you do this month? Um, so our goal is 10% every month net. 10% month over month net. So what do you think you'll do here in August 2016? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. August is a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is tough. Summer months are tough. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you love to hit uh, as a run rate at the end of December of this year? Uh, I think, honestly, like uh, our goal was uh, 300. So 300 grand. Yeah. yeah. Which, would, which would put you at what? A $3.6 million ARR, right? Yeah, and then ten million in uh, in two thousand seventeen. I love cool. it. It's aggressive. Very cool, Matilda. People want to follow you and connect with you online as you go after those goals. Where's the best place for them to connect with you? 
I think Twitter is the best, uh, but I have a hard name to pronounce. But my name <laughs> is Colin Mathilde, and that's my handle on Twitter. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Wait, but why do I, your first name though is Matilde, right? I got that right, right? Yes. Okay, just want to make sure. I would have felt so horrible if your first name was Colin uh, and I was calling you the wrong. Okay, great. Okay, Top Tribe, we will link. It is a tough name to spell. You got a follower. I mean, I did. (laughs) My team did the research. I only have the best on the show. They're growing like unbelievably fast. We'll link to her Twitter handle in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 413. Again, forward slash the top 413. All right, Matilda, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Do you know what it's called? No. Come on. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yeah. These are rapid fire. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, The hard things about hard things. My favorite line in that book was when he says, Ben Horowitz says, if you're going to eat shit, don't nibble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. You can't imagine how this book changed my life. I thought it was hard just for me and, it, and not at all. It, it's hard for everybody. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, Patrick Collison from Stripe. Yep, good one. Number three is their favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks. Um, I would say um, Front. <laughs> no, you can't say your own. Too easy, too easy. Um, no, I mean, what do you use know. a lot? But I, I use Front Slack a lot. Okay. Um, and then I use my notebook so a lot because I work on product a lot. Um, so I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I right. failed. <laughs> you didn't fail. Number four, <laughs> yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Yes. And what is your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, I have a partner in life. Partner, okay. Life partner, very good. No kids? No kids. And 25 or 24? And 26. 26, good. Oh, perfect. We're the same age. 26. So last question. This is like usually people are in their 30s or 40s, so I have on. So you're unique, but that's because you're killing it. So take us back just six years, only six years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, that uh, we could be happy uh, at work. I think if I had known that, probably I would have encouraged more people to take jobs they 
take. And that's still something I struggle with is encouraging people around me, uh, just get a job if they love it. <laughs> Top tribe. There you have it. You can be happy at work doing what you love from Matilda. They launched in 2014, did 10K their first year, did a million in 2015 revenue. This year, they'll do much more than that. They did 242 grand last month alone with the goal of hitting 3.6 million in ARR by the end of 2016. They've raised over $13 million recently doing their $10 million Series A two months ago. Over 1,200 customers paying on average 200 bucks a month, 3% gross customer churn. No marketing expense yet. Lifetime value of about 6,600 bucks with 20 team members out there in San Fran. Mathilde, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> you bet. If you enjoyed Mathilda today, go back and listen to Joe yesterday. Joe has five kids and he did $5 million in revenue in 2015 with his agency. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 